Welcome to Flip the Switch on Life podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Marie. I'm an embodiment life coach here to help you live an empowered and soulful life. I guide women towards self-healing to take back their power so that they can start living life by their own rules and embrace their true authenticity. This podcast is your go-to where I will be giving you all the tools and resources to start the process of self-healing, doing the deep inner work, and developing your spiritual wellness. There is so much power in embodying your true self, but we often allow fear and comfortability control our lives, keep us playing small, and settling for less than we deserve. By learning to rewire your subconscious, you will discover your truest and your highest self. You will learn how to take back control and flip the switch on your life. So thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome back to another episode. Today's episode, y'all, was freaking powerful. So powerful. I'm so excited to bring it to you. A dear friend of mine, mentor, um, amazing human being, Graham Lickner. And I'm so excited to have him on here because he is just so wise and, and just so full of wisdom And we talked a lot about how to know you're on your path and holding on to chapters for too long. And we talked about so many different things in between, but truthfully recognizing where you are not calling yourself forward and not taking um, the hard way out. And I mean that by so many of us like want this instant gratification. We're focusing on, um, being clever, being witty, outsmarting the system. Um, and I think it's a fine line in a, in a dance of how do we drop into our hearts? How do we allow ourselves to really see things for what they are and really dream really big? And get on our path, in our alignment, and let go of the things that are no longer serving us. So I'm so excited to bring you this episode. Welcome, everyone, to another episode on Flip the Switch on Life. I'm so excited. I have a great friend of mine, past mentor, Graham Lickner, with me today. Did I fuck it up? No. No, that was it. That was it. Yeah, that was good. We're we're laughing because I messed up his last name like three times before this podcast and we were laughing hysterically. So we're just going to keep that in there because it's going to add the spiciness to our episode today. Just the reality. Yeah. Graham, how are you? I'm excited to have you here. I'm excellent. I'm excited. Uh, Like we talked about this episode and what we wanted to get into. And that's perfect because it's what I was talking about with uh, guys in my men's group last night and what I was expanding upon. while I was writing this morning. So I'm just, it's fresh. I feel really excited about it. Uh, I went for a three mile run this morning. That was fantastic. And yeah, I just feel super grounded. Uh, I'm, I'm like really hungry, which is interesting. I don't, I guess I usually work out that hard that early. So it's kind of, you know, it's always fun to learn something new about myself. So that's great. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And that's something that <clears throat> I really admire about you is just, you want to learn so much about yourself. Um, all the time. And you are a student of life, even though you're so wise and well, that's um, why I'm, that's why I'm wise. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Before we even like get into all of that, could you tell us a little bit more about you and who you are as a human? Yeah. So I I think the more importantly would just be the context of how we know each other. So I met Jess, uh, I met you through Tatiana. I met you through Tatiana. Uh, I met Jess through, we'll just say the personal empowerment vehicle, right? Like you wanting to become a more strong and refined version of yourself in person and me wanting to be that and eventually teach that led us to cross paths in the original leaders in the legends uh, coaching group. And it was amazing. Yeah. And for context, um, I met Graham, towards the end of 2020 when I was still a fitness coach and I wanted to transition into confidence coaching, mindset coaching, life coaching. I didn't even know, but I heard really Dude, fantastic- Jess coaching. 
Jazz coaching. I love that. Um, And Graham was like my first mentor that I had that literally made such an impact on my life. And as you'll get to hear more about him, you'll understand why. Um, So yeah. And uh, so Graham, what do you, what do you do now? I mean, you do so many different things, but tell us a little bit. No, well, I mean, I want to, I wanted to expand on that just one more second because it's just, it's really powerful. I mean, I think that one of the original things that got us so connected was our similar paths. I started as a fitness coach as well and just noticed just noticed that I just had a a desire and a natural uh, a natural tendency just to go a little bit deeper with my clients. And by deeper, I just mean like I was just curious about why or why they couldn't hit their goals. I just wanted to know, like you know, like hey, like you know, we have this great program, this great plan, but I, I don't see you're doing it. And you look like kind of sad. I'm I'm surprised. You you've been so excited. What's going on? Right. So my natural just like curiosity to why people were feeling a certain way continued to lead me to a place. Uh, within my work where different types of breakthroughs would happen with clients that were like not things that they intended. And that led me to question on the topic of conversation today, if I was like, if I was on the path that I was supposed to be, or if there was a new step for me to go deeper with myself and thus also take my clients. And that led me down many, many rabbit holes uh, and many evolutions and revolutions of, uh, of me moving from a fitness coach uh, of me teaching other fitness coaches how to build a business, of me being becoming a life coach or, you know, yeah, life coach, just a person who uh, helps people get their mind, uh, their emotions, and their deep purpose and desires all on the same page. And I started doing that with clients who were in fitness and started doing that uh, with people who wanted to learn how to become coaches and also build a business. And then the last few years, just been working with mostly men on experiencing the 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 middle ground between those three things, which I just think is freedom, mm. uh, a place a place of non thinking, just existing and experiencing mm. and enjoying. And that just is it's been really great for me uh, because I feel like also on this topic, and I told you about that episode, Lifelines of my podcast that I, that really inspired me. <laughs> I love that. I inspired myself. It's great uh, to just really take it, just not even take it seriously, just be really considerate. Oh, I love that word. Man, I haven't said that in a while. Consider it. Just be considerate of my desire, like mm-hmm. what I actually want. And I feel like people aren't considerate of themselves. They're like, they're inconsiderate. They're like, well, right, I, I w- because it's like this space of like, well, I'm too selfish. I have to think about everybody else. And right. no one ever gets to a place where realizing like selfishness is something that will allow you to be more selfless. Yeah. And I just think that, you know, our culture perpetuates that, like, you know, don't consider what you actually want. Follow what works, follow the way in front of you, follow these options that we give you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I just feel like, yeah, that helping men find that middle ground. And I also work with women too. I just, you know, I post more stuff to work with the guys in my life, but you know, I, everyone is someone that I'm communicating with, you know what I mean? Um, But yeah, I think that's, that's a good I think that's a, first of all, it's really great to refresh on, or not even refresh, just walk back in time to the moments that we met and what we shared, and then just see how these last few years have played out and be in this place that I'm at now, which I just feel like is, like I said, it's a a very personally empowered place. And I really, I really think that's important to note that personal empowerment versus personal development. Personal development Mm -hmm. is now a market. Mm. Personal empowerment is who you are. You know what I mean? Who you can become. Uh, it's it's mm. your it's your path mm. for you. You know, it's not a. It's not like you know. It's not another one of those. You know, here here's here's the here's the the ticket. Here, you know, it's it's a. I'm gonna figure this out for myself, and I'm gonna lean on uh, all these different tools and all these different people I come across, and bounce off of all these different things, and find my space and my flow in life. You know, mm. Mm. that's how I think about it. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> and I love yeah. how you used all of that context to explain yourself too, which is beautiful. And just, well, I don't, I don't, I, I, I tell me, I, who are you? I don't know. You know, I don't know. It's so random. You know what I mean? Because if I say, oh, I'm this, this, and this, people then assume I'm X, Y, and Z versus mm-hmm. this is how we met. And now they can sort of piece it who I am together. I just think that's like a more, actually, this is really useful because I want to make a movie one day. I need to introduce my characters like that. Thanks, Jess. You're great. <laughs> Yeah. I love this so much. Um, yeah, so I met Graham back in 2020 and yeah, just made such a big impact on me. And I, Graham, honestly, like you were one of the first people that got me into like meditation actually. And just like right. 
you know, what you shared about personal development versus personal empowerment. Um, that was like one of the first times I ever felt like I could empower myself through my own limited beliefs and, and all of that. So, mm-hmm. um, and today I know we're going to, you know, as you, if you're a recent listener, or if you've been following the podcast for a while, you know, that when I have guests on, we kind of take things as we go intuitively. Um, but something I really want to be the umbrella today is like, your path and your purpose. I feel like Graham, you're such a great inspiration role model. And also, um, just like a straight shooter when it comes to being on your path, being on your purpose. And I feel like for a lot of people, it's so challenging to figure out what do I want to do and what is my purpose and am I on my path? And, and you've pivoted so much in your business. Um, and I remember, you know, when you were doing, you had like a huge group coaching program of all of us, like both men and women. And then you were like, Hey, I'm going to like, let this go and completely pivot to working with men. And so I really want to kind of talk on this topic of your path and something that you shared a little bit too, was like holding onto your chapters too long. So, um, we're starting with like, what is ah, that's so like, great? You, you just said holding on to chapters. All I can think of is holding on to my cards too long. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like if I hold on to the cards too long, I'm missing. I might miss an opportunity to win the hand. Mm. You know, and that that could change my life and alter it in a way that holding on to that card and thinking that it'll be really good for this thing, like never could. And so that's where like the the balance between be, you know being risky and being conservative being, you know what I mean, is like really important. And And I think that's so hard for a lot of people. So, and especially as entrepreneurs, when we're getting started, I mean, you worked with so many be Hmm. like desiring to become entrepreneurs, people that were pivoting, which is really scary in like multiple different ways. So yeah, like how, when you talk about being on your path, like how, like, where do you, where do you start? How do you know? Like, what are like the first inklings that you could get to know? So this is like my very first memory of me being on my path was uh, my last year of college when I was like, hey, I'm going to stop doing drugs and selling them. And I remember I was like, the first thing I had to do is I like moved home from school because there's just too many enablers around. I just don't think people appreciate how important the environment that they live in is for their health and for the ability for them to, to go into a cocoon, shed a skin and emerge. Mm. evolution revolution right Mm -hmm. that process the very first time is like really slow and hard because it's new it's like yeah i don't like how can i leave all these aka supposed friends my way of life who i've become who i've made myself out to be but i remember like when i moved home i just made a and this was like i just made a, a i made i made a commitment to myself and i was just like after so many years of torturing myself and forcing myself and pretending to be someone else. And I I knew that I wasn't being true to myself. And the way I knew it is just because the things I were doing were very empty. They left me feeling like the only thing that I needed was more of those things. And I questioned myself hard while I was in the act of doing them. I was like, yo, bro, there was a voice, yo, dude, hey, man, hey, yo, yo, is this, yo, you know, this is, and I just, you know, silence it. Uh, but at that point I was just like, you know, I'm going to move home and I moved home. And I remember my first inkling of being on the path was nostalgia. Mm. I was like, well, I'm starting to feel like I get a whiff of someone I used to be or like something deeper within myself. Like I just could sense that that first month, all I did was go to the gym and read game of Thrones And I started to see like reflections of myself and the characters. And I was like, yo, I have these traits. Mm. Why am I not expressing them? Mm. Like I'm doing the opposite of courage. I'm taking the easy way out. Mm. Like drug dealing, making money off of people incapable of being personally empowered. Like that's Mm. weak. That's weak. That's not strong. That's weak, dude. Yes, you can do it, but don't fool yourself. That doesn't make you strong. Mm. Just because you're clever. Mm. Clever isn't strength. Clever is clever. And I kind of just was having those conversations with myself as I like saw um, reflections of these characters in me, these values that I held that I just had put on the back burner um, for the sake of fitting in uh, and 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 finding a lane in culture that would make me feel uh, good 
but not incredible. Mm. And so I feel like that was my first taste of like, wow, like, you know, after a month of that, I was like, wow, like I feel pretty damn good. Like I actually feel good for the first time in a while and good about myself. Like I haven't done things that disgust me, mm. right? Like if you're doing things that are disgusting you, like you don't have to, like you can do other things, but uh, you're not going to realize how much they disgust you until you do like a month of things that are like, feel good to you or that feel like, like, like there's like a deeper, older resonance or like I said, the word nostalgia, I think is, is a really big one. And nostalgia for me is just like uh it's like a it's like a past moment in time revealing itself again with uh with within a similar context. Yeah. And I just felt like that was happening for the first time in a very long time. And that made me feel really good about myself. And that, you know, maybe, hey, maybe I can really change. Like maybe I can. Maybe I maybe I could like right now. And so I, you know, that was like my first taste of that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so many so many PowerPoints there too. And it's like the nostalgia aspect of like, you mentioned like who you Mm -hmm. once were at some point and bringing those characteristics out of you. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people share, you know, when people are like trying to figure out their purpose or like, you know, get themselves on their path, right. To their soul's desires and purpose and all of that. Cause I firmly believe everyone has a purpose. It just depends on if you're going to activate it and tap into it. And so, everyone starts with like, well, what did you want to be when you were a child? Like what, what did your inner child want from you? And do you feel like that has any resonance there from like what the work that you're doing now or like how you started to awaken that part of you? I think that, um, what what I just wrote down was, um, nostalgia is like a hint or a scent to what I desire. Mm -hmm. So I just feel like nostalgia is, is a reminder of where my joy is. Mm. and like that doesn't change like it expands but the original nostalgias they don't go away like they just change like expand there could be more but like if you, um there's a movie uh called soul you seen it yes yeah. okay the spark yeah, yeah. spark yeah. is the curiosity or the joy that doesn't change but it can be felt in multiple places so me reconnecting to the ones that I originally remembered was like a um like a like a like a, a shortcut back to a place that felt where I felt free in me. Mm. And you know, we're talking about like, you know, taking free in me and then making that making a living from being free in me, you know, that meeting of being an entrepreneur and also being free in me, which is that's that to me is like the apex. Like mm-hmm. that is where. I personally feel like an infinite number of incredible outcomes await because of the natural oscillation between space and creation that will happen, which is a kind of another conversation, but it's also pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that that was really important. And I think when I, when I was a kid, what I wanted to be was like, you know, I, more importantly, I think then like, I think the archetype is like the important thing. Like I had the King on my mind, the warrior on my mind, uh, like I felt that I always played with, with like toys and action figures of the heroes. And I was obsessed with the middle ages and I was obsessed with like, um, the legend of King Arthur. And I was obsessed with Lord of the Rings and fantasy and lore and inspiration and imagination and magic and, um, you know, infinites. Like I was obsessed with, this is really what I was obsessed with the human potential. Like mm-hmm. what can we go beyond what, you know what I mean? Like that felt connecting to me. So naturally, as I like reconnected with myself, I looked for it in similar places. Like in one at one realm, I, as I transitioned to becoming a bodybuilder, I was like, what can I, how can I transform my body, you know, into this vision that I have? And in another sense, I was like, okay, how can I, how can I, um, how can I embody the traits of a person that inspired me when I was younger, mm-hmm. right? Via the reflection of the nostalgia. And that was in like the Kings and the Knights and the warriors that I read about and learned about uh, and that I was fascinated with and that I felt like really embodied strength and courage and honor and duty and things that like mean a lot to me and still do. Uh, And so I feel like it was this, the nostalgia was really like um, now that I think about it, like the inspiration from the nostalgia was highlighting the values and the way that I wanted to live my life. 
Mm. And like, but that's something that, you know, I had to like give my, I had to actually go into. And the only reason that, the only reason the nostalgia, I was able to sense it again was because I removed myself from an environment that was overly stimulating me. Right. If there's, if there's no space, I can't reflect on anything and I don't notice anything different because I'm like, uh, you know, the an environment can basically keep you in a suit of fakeness because there's no time for realness. You don't even get to contemplate. I didn't get to well, contemplate. You know what I'm saying? You know yes, 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 yes. And and that's, that's kind of like a little avenue I want to go down to when we talk about like, how do you know you're on your path? I love what you're sharing about the environment because um, you have to think greater than your environment. And I think for a lot of people that are, you know, wanting to be entrepreneurs who are entrepreneurs um, and you're maybe like feeling standstill, you're feeling stuck, you're feeling stagnant. You have to look at like, okay, who are you around? Like mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. It's so important. Also like your physical environment is like huge. And so what you're sharing about, like it's fakeness versus realness. And it's like, yeah, because you're going to be who you're surrounded by. You're going to be and take on the traits and the attributes of the other people and experiences that you're having. So it's like, if you're having, you know, you want to expand your money and you're around people that like have a negative relationship towards money, it makes all the sense that you're going to continue to fall back into those patterns. And so Graham, for you, like how, how did you start to recognize getting out of an environment and, and how do you know, like, when like the expanding environment comes into play and how can that help you be more real and be more you? So I'm going to this, I'm going to shift gears to a more recent example of this, which was when I decided to not continue to build leaders to legends for coaches. Cause I think that's good. And I talked about it last night with my men's group. Uh, because we kind of had the similar conversation about like, you know, what, what, when did I know that I was ready for a new evolution mm. and it was time for a revolution, you know mm. what I'm saying? Towards myself. Um, because for me, like logically, and, and also important to note, like the original inspiration for that was, I think, really amazing. And I really felt connected to it. However, throughout the experience of it, it revealed to me a couple of things. One thing was that I actually really just revealed one thing, actually multiple things, but I'll just start with one. Uh, the further into it I got and the larger in scale it became, the more I noticed I was trying to appease my client's desire to be financially secure and beyond. And that I would sometimes do things that I wouldn't do under normal circumstances, me being just in my space environment, free, freeness, whatever, to appease them. Uh, and what I also started to notice was that the, the number of people that had all kinds of different things that they thought they needed logically uh, were like simultaneously uh, what's the word I'm looking for mm, counterbalanced with their, all their emotional needs. And so what I started to observe was like, I think the scope of the work that I wanted to do at that time in my life was just too great for who I was at the moment. I wasn't in a space where I had any more to give and it growing in size because it was growing quickly um, I could see where that was going to go. And it was going to go to me being obsessed with my client's results. Mm. And that is not what I wanted to be obsessed with. Mm. Uh, I didn't want to be obsessed or possessed by the insatiable desires of my clients. I knew that that wasn't what I wanted to really teach them. And it was a very humbling moment for me to look in the mirror and be like, there's no other way. Like I must take a step back from this and I must let it go because I don't feel free. And where I don't feel free, my, I don't feel me. And my clients, more than anything I, that I can teach them, I want to teach them how to be personally empowered and feel freedom within. And the way in which that I'm interacting with them now and the original intentions and framework I set up aren't going to support that sustainably. I'm not going to be able to build what I want to build uh, which is a life where I can move and weave in and out of anything that I'm doing to be where I am most needed and prioritize that. And I knew that I wasn't going to be able to do that with a setup and the way it was going. And um, I had to make a choice and I was like, okay, well, like I'm making really great money and I can continue to do this and it's going to get bigger and bigger. And I know where this is going to go. It's going to be fucking huge. Uh, or I can take a step back I can ground myself again because this has been a whirlwind of the last few years uh, and I can reconnect with myself and, and see where it goes from there. 
And at the time I had some really great uh, clients and I had a retreat, uh, a men's retreat that I hosted about three days into the retreat, the feeling of freedom that I felt highlighted that that was where I wanted to go next because it felt easy. It didn't feel like work at all. And I knew that I could create a really beautiful thing in that direction as well. And I could, here's the big thing. I could always come back to training and teaching coaches. Like that's no problem for me. But if I did it, I would do it with a different original frame and setting. And that was what I, I I took away from that experience. And um, the key indicator was that it was it, the, how I knew it was time to change. It was number one, like I said, uh, realizing that I was becoming a becoming. Um, I would I would I don't I want to use I don't want to use that word because that's not true. I was starting to prioritize my clients desires and things before what I knew was best because I wanted them to get really great results. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing. The second thing was it was requiring more energy for me to do the things that were easy. And that was a telltale sign that I had, first of all, less energy to give. And second of all, those things were becoming harder. And mm-hmm. that was like, this, this shouldn't be harder. It should be only, it should be getting easier. Yeah. Like law of least effort is that the, the, the more uh, efficient I become with my energy, the more that gets done. Uh, and thus, you know, it perpetuates. But the reverse was happening. It was getting harder to do those things. Uh, and then the third thing was that when I spent time in a place that felt really good, it was easy. And it was the way that I knew it should be for me. Uh, and I knew that I could replicate all my success because uh, my success is due to really just me believing in a vision that I have, um, being consistent with it, not quitting and, uh, having the courage to ask, uh, and step into the moment and be really, really powerful and visible. Uh, and I knew I could do those things. That was not a problem. So I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm 20, I was like, what, 28, 29. And I was like, okay, this is, this is a good time as ever, uh, before this gets even bigger. Like let's, let's, let's reroute and just see how it goes. I can always come back. And those things were indicators. So I'd say like, if, if things are getting, if you can, I mean, most poorly, if you can see the writing on the wall, like you gotta be, you gotta be honest about it. Like, Hey, this is draining me and I'm, it's becoming harder. Well, it's only going to get harder. And here's the big thing. Um, system, systemization isn't going to quench the thirst in your heart. Mm. Okay. It's just going to actually make it even more obvious that it's there because you're gonna have more time to ruminate on. Uh, and then you're going to get mad at yourself because you should be thinking about how you want to build it. But your heart is like, I don't want to build it any yeah, bigger. And there's, there's, you know? there's so many, so many things I'm taking from that. Um, But the first thing I think is like, you know, when we talk about the word environment too, it's like whether or not you have a business that you've built, whether or not you want to build a business or whether or not like you're not really feeling aligned with whatever that is, for example, maybe a relationship that you're in or um, your living situation, et cetera. And I think like what you're sharing, again, multiple things, but the first part is like really asking yourself, like what is within your own heart that is not in congruence with what you're doing? Because yeah, if we look at it on paper, you know, comparing to what you're sharing is like, you had so much success, financial success coming at you and growing and growing and growing. And then when you look at it from like maybe an outside perspective, it's like, why would you ever stop that? Right. To like backtrack and like start all over. Right. But then it's like, you got to look at the space of like, what is causing more chaos within my own self and allowing yourself to really get crystal clear and saying, okay, like what's the path that I want to take? And so Graham, for you, when we talk about, you know, being on path, like, and you shared a little bit of like, that was a bit of a humble moment for you when you were pivoting. Were you at all nervous about what was going to happen? Like, how did that, how did that play a role with um, you kind of really taking a, taking um, a step back from all of that success you were having and all the clients and all of that, right? What, what a lot of coaches aspire to have and how did you kind of, how did that play a role? And like, did you know, like, oh my God, is this the right path? Like, how did, how did that play a role? Mm. I got two things. I'll answer that question. But the first thing I wanted to say, and I think maybe this also will tie into it. I had this conversation with a friend the other night in, re- in for whatever reason in business, uh, 
we people will settle for not being 100% sold on something. But in, for example, relationships, if it's a life partner, we need to be 100. Mm. So I think that that distinction was the answer. Like I was mm. at 90, not 100. Like mm. I was 90% of the way, like this is great work. It's meaningful. I'm making an impact. But mm. I'm noticing that I'm feeling like this here. I see that happening there. I know where the market's going. And for me, like I said, I want a, I want sustainable expansion. I want something where I could be the same person I am right now on this call and have a $100 million company. And I'm literally exactly the same energetically and I feel the same. Now, that might be a crazy ask. Whatever, I don't care, you know, random numbers or whatever, arbitrary. But but the, but the idea is, I think, real. And I feel like I that was a me resetting myself in that space. And I knew because I was at 90, not 100. And I know when I'm at 100 because I feel free and flawless. And I, my everything is just clicking. It's easy. Mm. It's not, there's no stress. Like this podcast, dude, I'm just jamming, man. Like whatever. I'm taking notes. I'm learning. It's freaking great. Like I got me to have lunch. Like my life's, my life's beautiful, right? Uh, so being aware of 90 versus 100 is so key and not settling for, you know, what I might be really competent in. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm an incredible, credible, like, strategy coach, uh, sales, connect and serve, like anything in that realm. Like I can do it and I'm really great, but nothing feels the way it feels to facilitate what I facilitated yesterday for a person in that chair, which was his first tears shed in years. Mm. Uh, and I literally put my hand on his stomach and felt the unwinding of the knots emotionally that have been there. And that is a hundred for me. Mm. That is sustainable for me. I could do that for the rest of my life and I will. So as I rewired and reset, I just knew I needed to be in that 100% space. And uh, I feel like it's really easy to forego that because 90 is really good. And that's an A minus. But but your life isn't about living an A minus, dude. Let's get A pluses. Like this this is it. So I'm trying to get A plus and beyond. And that was like a reset for me that made sense. Um, but I was for sure like, you know, bro, like, why do you have to fucking do this? Mm. Like, why do you always have to do this? You can't just settle for anything other than authenticity. Yeah. Can't. Just can't. I just can't do it. And the reason is because I already did it. Mm. I was a drug dealer. I was a drug addict. I was a womanizer. I was, uh, I was, I was Jacqueline Hyde for years. Mm. And so I know what that feels like. So anything remotely in that realm or leading me down that path, I know how it works. And if anyone's ever seen Star Wars, uh, it's the path to the dark side, dude. It's not like a sudden change. It's a path. It's very slow. All of a sudden, 90 becomes 85. Mm. 85 becomes 75. 75 becomes 71. And I go, oh, I'll cut this corner. Oh, this isn't a big deal. Or, oh, this person did this. And it doesn't take long before I'm the opposite. So Mm. me... I just know there's no way I can I can go around that. So fuck it. I'll forego the money. Like, so be it. I will make more money, dude, because I'm talented and I'm unique and I show up powerfully and I'm, I have courage. Even though I'm scared as shit to do half the things I do, I still fucking do them. And I knew that was there. And if that's there, I know I can do anything. So uh, I was like, you know, whatever. We're just going to have to do it. But of course I was scared. Uh, one thing that, I, that really was important that I missed though, and this was big. Uh, I, I was under the illusion that my, because at the time I had a really great network and I had a bunch of new clients coming in. I was, I was under the impression that I'd be able to sustain that same output and it would be a nice handing of the baton. Um, but what goes up must come down. So what I didn't account for, and this was big. So if anyone's ever going through this, like this is the thing to really pay attention to energetically, I was not aware of how much energy I had poured into that business for the last six years. and. I eventually had to just take a step back and breathe. And mm. so I wasn't able, I had no desire to go out and like connect and surf. Like I didn't want to do like new sessions. I didn't want to post anything. Yeah. I wasn't in a creative place. And that is when also my business numbers changed because I wasn't, I wasn't a place where I wanted to bring in new people. I needed time to synthesize that entire evolution of who I was. Mm. And this new one needed space to actually emerge. Uh, and that I didn't account for. And that created some some stress at times. But, you know, I don't really dwell too much on those types of things. I just move to the next connect and serve opportunity or the next moment of presence 
and you know we we move on but that's just me falling back on all the tools you know what i mean like we talked about meditation dude like just me being present and me connecting with people always shows me that there's so many opportunities out there. And so it, it helps that part of me that maybe would be stressed at the time. Oh, you know, where are all these new clients going to come from? Or, you know, how, how are you going to you know connect with this? Or how is this bigger vision you have going to come to fruition? Because the voice is present within us all, especially within me. Uh, and it, it helped to just like, you know, relax it. Hmm. And each moment of me connecting with someone on a deep level where they experienced something new or had a new thought or had a, a even small breakthrough, whether it's in the sauna, at the gas station, at the coffee shop, on Zoom connection, in a story response, all those things are reminders that I am on the right path. Uh, mm-hmm. And that even though I might not have um, the financial riches that I had or that I I want, so to speak, um, I have plenty for where I'm at and there are so many opportunities. And the thing that continues to humble me and bring me into awareness is that the place where I'm going to make the greatest impact of my life and the people that I'm going to impact at the greatest level are going to need me in this present state at that level too. And that will only come through the lessons and the pivots and the ability to, 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 uh, to give them a thumbs up when they go into a cocoon that they think is the end of their life. That's actually mm. the beginning. Mm. And that only comes from me practicing it and, and, you know, trusting it. And, uh, mm, yeah, it's, it's not easy, but like I said, it's, it's, it, I know I'm not at a hundred. So if I'm not at a hundred, I must move in that direction. That's because that's where my greatest presence, peace and power will be had. And that to me, like those moments, and you've experienced them when like someone really heals and changes or empowers themselves is a moment of joy that I get to experience. And that is why I'm alive. And so that makes sense. And so must go in that direction. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, and so many, so many things to take away there too. And it's like, I'm sitting there like, "Mm, mm, mm." yes, like all these nuggets, Um, and so I just, I love what you shared about the 90 versus a hundred and really comparing like your business or career success to like life partners. It's like, we just, we have to be a hundred percent in our life partner. Right. And it's like, we know when we know, and, and then it's like, when you share about like your business and like whatever you're doing, you know, and I think like a big thing about this is like on your path. And I, I truly believe that when we start to create our own reality or desire to create our own reality, it just kind of organically goes into creating something for ourselves and in wanting to wake up every day feeling inspired, feeling motivated, feeling on purpose, right? And that's normally through sharing our gifts and in return, like getting paid for that, right? Because we want to create, we want to wake up every day, like we're creators, right? And I think so when we're kind of sticking to that theme of like building our own reality, doing, um, you know, doing what we love for work, right? And sharing our gifts and all of these different things. And so when when you talk about being 90 to 100% and like, I think that's really where true discernment, but also true evolution and maturity comes into play because I've pivoted myself like, two-ish times kind of pivoting a little bit right now. And so it really takes a lot of like willpower. It takes a lot of courage and also like bravery at the same time, even though like you're scared and you're nervous and you're fearful to then look at that and say, I'm getting more stressed or this isn't in full alignment. And you have to kind of, I love what you shared about, um, oh my God, what was it specifically? You compared it to, um, I'm blanking right now, but you basically compared it to like saying like, oh, the shortcutting, taking shortcuts. Mm -hmm. And so that, that really hit me because I think for a lot of us, we want, we want all the things that look great on paper. Even sometimes you can even compare that to relationships, right? And it's like, oh, this looks great. Oh, I'm just going to settle. This is okay. This is good for now. And then you get into a place where you're so deep into it and you're like, oh my God, I'm very miserable in whatever I'm doing. And I think that's like, really looking at like, where is my path taking me? And am I able to see where I'm going, see what's in front of me and still listen to my heart? Yeah. I mean, what you just said is that 
basically that if we just can find our, if we can just bring our, our rhythm of existence or the way in which we live, the speed at which we live in balance with nature, Mm. those things will be obvious. Mm. But because we are not close enough to feel that resonance or just to feel that vibe, uh, we rush. Mm. And when we rush, we make mistakes. Yeah. But if you notice nature, it makes, makes very <laughs> few mistakes. I can attest to that. Yeah, nature totally. makes very few mistakes because it understands the natural intuitive pace of growth, which is non-linear. Mm. Uh, so, you know, to your point, I mean, shit, 100%. That's why I'm such a big proponent of, you know, for my work. Like all I'm doing really is just two hours a week carving out time for my client to look at himself in the mirror and get clarity on what's what what's good for me what isn't good for me? If it's not good, how do I work through it? If it is good, how do I get more of it? Uh, mm. And if it's in the middle, how do I become okay with not knowing? Mm. Mm. <laughs> yet, 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 dude, because you will know. Uh, I just had this like hilarious moment. Have you ever seen the movie Sky High? No. I don't think have. So. With Kurt Russell, it's like about the kid who goes to high school. He is like for superheroes, but he doesn't have power. Oh. Gosh, yes, okay, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, will I ever get powers? He's like, you will, will. It's just like a stupid, <laughs> stupid line, but it was hilarious. <laughs> he ends up getting the strength and the flying, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, so you yes, don't yes. know. Um, but you won't know if you don't if you don't move in the space where it's a hundred and, and like trusting just, yourself through that. Just trusting that the, the that better things will come. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you, you're not, and, and again, this is like, they are a lot of other generations talk about instant gratification. I think the real, what they're really saying is, dude, you need to pay it. Like, that's not how things are. Mm. You're being, it's an illusion that you get things immediately. That's not how the thing really got there. Even when we go to the grocery store, you pick out the thing. It took a long time to get there. It didn't just get there, right? The, let's say you're eating meat, dude, that cow or whatever it was, was a baby. Then it grew up. Then it grew older. Then it grew big enough. Then they, you know, and then they had to go through the car, it butchered or whatever. There's a million, there's a million steps. It's not just eat, you know, I just feel like, you know, we just need to pay more attention. And I, I just found that the more that I pay attention to nature's um, cadence of growth, the easier the transitions from 90 to 10 have been. Because I'm like, no, I know for a fact, this is logic now. I know, <laughs> like I could write it down. Like this is definitely the right way and it feels really good. So, you know, I think it's okay. It's okay that I think this is also a thing. Like there's a lot of young people on the spiritual path that might get like, uh, like wigged out because they have to like, they have, they, their mind won't rationalize things that don't make sense. But I think it's totally cool. Like that's normal. And what a great way for you to rationalize it. Like you should think through it, dude. Stop just winning everything. Oh, I just know. Like, okay. You should also know. <laughs> like that's helpful. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just not villainizing how we're made. Mm. Like there's a reason. Like, yeah. It's probably good. It's like it's a it's a dance too. I think like when you're thinking about how to do something logically and then like playing your heart and putting your heart into it. And I think like, and what I want to kind of pivot into is more about, you know, you shared right before this podcast, um, like holding onto your chapters too long. And that is going to like prevent you from those revelations in your own evolution. But before I get there, something I wanted to share was like what you were saying on the aspect of um, the aspect of why am I blinking again? like my mind goes in all these different avenues it's because like, it's because we're so deep in the sauce that know, like yeah. zooming zooming out is do you you like you it's almost like <laughs> resistance to going back because it's so good right now yeah i'm just like wait we're going forward um if it comes back again i'll, I'll, I'll definitely oh it'll definitely know. come back yeah, just, yeah. yeah 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 um oh oh yes i remember So it's like when we talk about like the discernment of like using your mind and your logic and thinking things through and also your heart. And I think for a lot of people, it is a very, and I I can even attest to this myself. Like when I was pivoting from fitness coaching to life coaching and I was getting into my, I just had a spiritual awakening. I started working with you. I was getting into meditation. I was creating this six month business, this six month uh, program, coaching program. I remember I was such a sponge and I wanted to literally learn every effing thing I could about spirituality, about shadow work, about divinity, about just like absolutely everything. And then it was like, 
so overwhelming for me because I was listening more with my head of like, I should be doing this. And I was getting imposter syndrome, all these different things, right? A lot of us all experience those things, but I think it's like that fine line, that dance between thinking it through and also like listening to your heart. And I'll be really transparent. I compartmentalize my heart for a few years. I really did in multiple areas that bled into my business that made me say, I cannot continue operating like this anymore. And I had to shut my one-on-one coaching off all last year when I was going through like my dark night of the soul and all of these, like, like you shared the cocoon phase. I was like really big into my cocoon phase last year. You were going through an evolution. Yeah. Going through an evolution to be where I'm at right now. And I was just having this reflective moment a couple nights ago when I woke up and I was like, wow, where I was last year in August to where I'm at right now, fucking 180. Mm-hmm. in the best way. I was lost. I was confused. I was, I was just like lost in the sauce. I was so overwhelmed. I had no clarity. And then now it's like, I have more clarity than ever. I'm building something brand new. And so, yeah, coming back to that, to that point of like really allowing yourself to think things through, but come back to your heart and say, okay, where am I at energetically? Am I at that 90? Am I at that 100? Am I taking shortcuts? Am I just looking for that instant gratification? How do I shift my mind into the delayed gratification last year and the year before that, when I was building my life coaching business, I was completely in the instant gratification. And it's hard when you see everybody hit six figures in six months and da, 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 da. And you're like, okay, I should, what am I doing wrong? Right. And so it's like that, that that dance that we have to kind of have of like discernment. Dance of discernment. That's good. Yeah. You should write that down. The dance of discernment. Yeah. Yeah. It could be a great, I don't know what, but it could be great. It's a thought. It's a thought. It's a thought. Yeah, it is. And so I want to, I want to pivot into, I think for a lot of us and, you know, I can definitely, and I've shared this quite a bit in a different, a different way, but holding onto your chapters for too long when you're, when your soul is craving evolution. And I think we can talk about this within our relationships. We can talk about this within our career path. And so for anyone that's listening right now and you're in a place of like, oh, I'm like stuck. I'm challenged. I feel at a standstill, but like deep down, I know what I need to do, but deep down I'm afraid how do we know when we're holding on to a chapter too long and how do we start to shift our mind? Like you said, of like trusting within yourself to know that better things are coming. That's like the hardest thing for people, including myself. I think, that the, I think the real question is, is it okay that I haven't made the changes I know I should make yet? Mm. And the answer is I gave this answer to a, a guy in my men's group the other day. Cause he was, he's going through it. Uh, he's going through what I think a lot of really talented people go through when they're working for someone else, but know their vision is bigger. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, he sees all these other entrepreneurs and they're talking about X, Y, and Z. And I just simplified it all for him. And I was like, bro, like, cause there's, you know, there's some guilt and potential shame for like, oh man, like I know I should be. And I was like, bro, when you're hungry, you'll eat. Mm. It's okay. Like, you don't know, you might not need to, but when you're hungry, you'll eat until then, whatever. Mm. Like if you, you can keep dealing with that or not, but I just think it's super important to be aware that there's no need for guilt or shame for something that no one else even really might know about. Like, it's just you. I mean, you don't have to feel bad for not feeling ready to do something or knowing you should do something, but you just don't have the courage yet. Okay. Wait for the courage, summon it. It'll come until then. What if, but what if there's people out there that are like, Oh my God, I'll never have the courage. I'm going to be stuck forever. Eventually they'll have to work through that. And that that's what I mean. When you're, when you're hungry, you'll eat when you're ready to work through that, then you'll work through it until you're ready to work through it. You ain't going to work through it. So you could ask all the questions on earth, but until you're ready to actually confront, there's nothing to talk about. Hmm. And I think people screw that up because they know so much. So they just like overconsume to try and figure out that which they're just not ready to to, to face. Mm-hmm. So it's pointless. It's like, well, well, before I eventually face the dragon, I should know everything about it, right? So they like, you know, will lure themselves into this belief that they're getting closer. But the reality is they don't need to even worry about that. They just need to be, when the time comes, just walk the path. Until then, whatever. I personally could care less when you do this or that. Do I know that you want to do it? Yeah. Should you do it? I don't know. Like maybe, 
it's easy for me to say, I don't know your situation. I don't know what's going on. And even when you do tell me all the things, there still might be things I don't know or things that you don't know. So when the dog's hungry, it eats. And until then, you know, the guilt and shame is, is, is just because I think people, they over romanticize everything. <laughs> like it's going to be this whole thing. And it's like, not really like just, just when you're hungry, eat, just face and move forward and go. And until then, don't worry about it. You know, I, I just think that that's just a way better way to, to deal with things. I think that like there's everyone's looking for like, how do I, how do I best X, Y, Z, or how do I da, 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 that? It's just, you know, keep it really simple. Like for example, with you, dude, you had been, no, you knew for a long time before you hired me to help you that you were going to make a change, but you just weren't ready to eat yet. Mm-hmm. And then you were, one day you were like, I'm ready. And yeah. I was like, okay. And then we ate. And then you've had many <laughs> more versions of that come up where you're like, yeah. no, I'm really ready for this big thing to change in my life. And we had conversations about some of those things. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, and you felt bad for some of those things. And I was like, okay, like when you're ready, you'll eat. And then you ate. So, you know, and there's no shame in that. It's just whatever. I mean, like you, I think people don't give each other enough credit for really wanting to experience all of life's fruits. And mm. there's many fruits on, on the path of I should, but I'm not yet. There's a lot in that to learn. So, you know, I just don't villain, I don't villainize any of the stages of growth. Yeah. And that allows me to grow fast. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, I really ag- admire what you're sharing because, you know, and I've, I've shared this like publicly too. It's like, it took me a very long time to get to a place where I was ready to let go of a relationship that I felt for a while that it was not in a place where I needed it to be. And so it was like all this, like I was kind of stuck in the mud of like, I should, I should, I should, but there were so many lessons I needed to kind of have created for me that I could then be ready for. Mm -hmm. Um, And something that I want to share is like, or I would love to get your thoughts on is how do you like, for example, maybe you're in a pivot within your business or like wanting to shift your career, or maybe it's even a relationship. What are some of the questions or like self-reflection that we can kind of go through to know like that chapter is like ready to be let go of? I think more importantly, it's when you've made the decision, don't turn back. Mm. For example, like I'm less concerned with people knowing that it's coming because everything manifests in the moment. There's always a big fight or a moment of clarity or whatever it is. There's lots of indicators leading up to, but it doesn't really matter until you are in the fucking moment where you're like, I'm done with this mm. and not go any further. I am good. Mm. I'm hungry now time to eat the hard part is once you've eaten don't turn around just accept that it's no longer what it was and that one moment changed everything because you made the decision uh and so i don't really care until people make a decision uh and you know there are many types of people but we all go to the bathroom and you know when you gotta go number two there's people who know it's coming and they go right away there's people (laughs) There's people that will like sit on the toilet for a while ahead of time knowing it's coming. And then there are people who wait till the absolute last second and then. I and so I just think. Compare that to I just, yeah. Yeah. So I just think it's that simple. And I don't have to judge any of those people for what they're doing. Like if you want to torture yourself with holding on to the last minute, bro, like dude, do your thing. Like, I, what am I going to do? Uh, you're actually going to have more respect for me for not for just letting you do what you do than for me trying to stop you. Mm. You're going to have more keyword. I said, respect. Mm. Mm. I don't want people's blind thankfulness and gratitude. I want people to respect that. I see them. That Mm. feels better to me. Like, Oh yeah, yeah, I do see you. I don't care that you chose to do that. That's on you, whatever. Next time you don't have to do that. Just so you know, you could just go to the bathroom when you're ready. You know what I mean? It's not that big of a deal. Uh, and that's where, you know, I think a lot of the personal empowerment work comes in is just being comfortable with knowing when to go to the bathroom. Like it's time now. Uh, I don't have to sit early and make Anki be anxious about it. And I don't have to wait till the last minute to blow up my life. I can just do it when I'm ready, when it's natural. Uh, and so I think that that's a, that, that's the better question is like, 
you know, are, do you have the courage to continue once you've, once you make the choice? Like, cause imagine trying, this is like really fucking weird example, but it's really also incredible. Like imagine waiting to the last minute, blowing up your toilet. And then you're like, Oh, I don't want to do that. And you like pick up the poop. That's what people do. They pick up the shit. They pick up their own shit again. And they're like, what are you doing? Mm. Like, then you get sick. Mm. And I can't even describe to you how real that, that uh, parallel is. It's like, this is really very true. So, you know, for me, it's just like, and I think I've done a really good job of this is I just walk the path. I just keep going. I'm not turning around. I, there's nothing to turn around to. My life is right here. But even if you do turn around, I believe it's still a part of your path because there maybe is a lesson that you need to have. Maybe there's something that's like unfinished. And I think that's where people kind of get like specifically when you're talking about on your path, because I think we're always on our path where there's always something to learn and something to take with you, no matter if it's like going straight, making a left, going straight, doing a U-turn, and then you got to make that left. There's always something I think that there's going to give you an awareness to that maybe you didn't learn the first time if we're talking in that regard. Sure. What's your perspective on that? I was just thinking about what you said. I think that there's a lot of validity to that. I think that like in the context of evolution and and wanting to grow, which I think is the question is like, okay, like how do I do that the fastest or the most graceful? Mm-hmm. I feel like not turning around and going back to like and living, staying back at, a, at the place where you were once you've already been somewhere else. Uh, I feel like you can't go back to what's gone. Mm. Like you can't. It's just gone. The time is over. Like, I can't go back to, I, and I've told you this at how many retreats you've been to. What do I always say? There's so remember? many things. Okay. Well, the one thing I say, you'll remember right away. I always say this about the people. I say, look around. We will never be in the same room again. Mm. And it's so important to know that. Like, it's just not going to be the same. I can get all of us in the same room again, but we won't be the same people. Yeah. So it's like, you know, like, that's what I mean by that. So to your point, I think, turning around and looking at how far you've come, reflecting, seeing, and and, and stopping in at old places. Because stopping in little places, sure, like it's you're going to feel different, but staying there. And that's what you're not going back on the path. Like you're, you're choosing to stay back in a place that you know, and you've already made the choice. That's the big thing. You've made the decision. It's not good for you and you don't want to be there anymore and you're ready to move on. But then going back to it, that's where I'm like, it's staying there. That's where I'm like, okay, well, like, you know, you, whatever. I mean, you do whatever you want to do. Uh, I think it's, I understand why it happens. I think that it's a reflection of uh, unfortunate. Isn't it even unfortunate? I just think it's a, a lot of times it's a reflection of people not having the belief that they can, they can actually move forward and find themselves and trust you know, it's really, it sounds like actually more than anything, it's like they don't believe in, in God and that they're being led in the right way uh, mm-hmm. or that they can trust that the things they can't see yet will manifest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a whole nother conversation, but not really. It's actually very much a part of this conversation. And I feel like that's a coming to moment that everyone needs to have at some point. And whether they have it early in their life, later in their life, or right before they die or afterwards, there's an eventual moment of realization that like I'm not in control of all these little things that are happening in my life. Like I'm putting a lot of trust out there that I'm going to, that the feeling I have of freedom and being led in this way and me feeling good about going, doing X when my mind says Y is going to be good for me in a way I don't know yet. Uh, but you know, of course, like the more you, ex- more I experimented with that, the more I've seen that to bear fruit that I can never have imagined. And so that's why I trust. And I continue to trust more and more and more. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd say that. I think I think what you said is true, Jess. I think that there's a lot to be uh, had with like, um, you know, going up and down the spiral, so to speak, of the mountain path, and and seeing yourself and with with, with a new perspective, and other people seeing you with new perspectives as mm. you change, and that like that friction of like, oh, okay, they're they're treating me differently, or uh, so I think that's really useful. I I think that you know, like I said, like going to the bathroom and then trying to pick up the pieces. That's less useful. Mm-hmm. If you, considering that you might already know exactly what you need to do and you just are like going against the choice you made. Yeah. Choice. Like once you've made the decision, yeah. you know, like you're going to quit this job. Like that moment where that boss said this thing, I'm done. 
that means I'm quitting and moving on, period. Not going to like call back in three months and be like, oh, you know, actually, uh, you know, I didn't really get a job out there that I thought I would. So I'm going to come back now because because there was a little fear mm. and you didn't get the call back yet. But that mm. next week you would have gotten the dream job. Mm. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. We're going mm-hmm. back to the relationship that you know is just not it. It's 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 not even 90. It's 60 percent. You're like, this is trash. This is what I want. Like, don't go back. Go forward. Right? Go and forward trust. and, and trust. Yeah. yeah. And 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 trust that like that season of isolation that is good for you. Like you probably need it. You probably haven't had it in a while. You know, and we just I think we just get scared of the moment because it's been so long since we've experienced it. It's yeah. been since we were kids and shit. You know what I mean? So we forget that it's a safe place. It's actually the place from which all things create and manifest. But that's another conversation. Uh yeah. It's it's, 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 it's opposite. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ah, so many, so many nuggets there. To what really do you think about that? I agree with you. I think that it's such a it's a challenge. You know, I have a few clients too that are kind of in a space, same thing, and where it's like they're like making a decision and then going back on the decision, feeling guilty and feeling shameful and all those different things. And I think truthfully, it comes to the matter of fact of like, where's that moment of like a rock bottom for you, for you to really get it through your head that like, this is no longer part of your path that you really want. And so um, I think, unfortunately, we do have to go through those rock bottoms and through those significant emotional events to really get us to a place of like never turning back. And I think when you do start to turn back, there are lessons to be reaped in that space and to be learned so that you can get back. I don't want to even say get back on path because you're you're on path like that was all for you to turn back and turn around and do all these different things. And at the end of the day, it's like something is going to hopefully propel you enough to continue moving forward. And so I, I I very much agree with you when we look at it from a perspective of like, duh, you want to go forward, keep going forward, keep trusting in yourself, know that there's fear and also bravery at the same time, they don't disappear, you know, and I think we can harp, that, harp on that all day. And I think we are also living in that validity living in that essence right you know i left my nine to five and i've been doing this entrepreneur thing for about four years and it's been a fucking roller coaster but now i'm in a place where i've stayed consistent i've stayed true to my path i've fallen many 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 times but now that delayed gratification is starting to show itself and i'm like oh my gosh this is where i've where i've always wanted to be you know and so i think truthfully you have to ask yourself what what is it that i want and can i feel so deeply connected so strong so trusting of the thing that i want maybe my my big why that no matter how many times i fall i'm going to continue moving forward yeah i feel like the word that came to me when you said that's just like admitting what you want yeah just admitting like okay this is true you know what I mean? Like it's like, cause everyone knows, but they don't want to admit it. Yeah. And yeah. I think that's also true for the things that you're feeling guilt and shame for is like, just admit that you're not ready to move on and yeah. let, let it go. And I really feel like, and I've, I can say personally, when I've started to do those certain things, those like bigger moments where I had to make a decision came quicker than I thought. And I was more ready than I thought it was because I think I let go of this like timeline I needed to be on. And so that's also something true to say is that knowing when that next, that, that knowing you'll know when that chapter is ready to be ended because you're ready to do something about it. Or even more, you just do it. You just do it. Yeah. You just do it. You don't even hesitate. You're like, yeah, this is done. I'm done with this period. And you know, I think that's, I think what you said is really great, especially with the guilt. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. You gotta, you gotta admit it. I mean, and that's the hard part for people. And you know, for you and and I, and I know I speak for myself, but I know you probably experience it in your work. A lot of what's happening is just clients are just finally admitting the things that are true, mm-hmm. and just stop, stop lying. You know, and not even li- lying slash omitting or whatever it is. You know, just admit it. It's all good. No one cares. You care more than anybody. Uh, yep. Yep. And you know, I think what you said about. Um, uh, I just think that you you nailed it. Honestly, I don't really have much to add. It was just that was perfect. 
love that. <laughs> oh, Graham, this conversation has been amazing. And I could definitely foresee us having multiple parts to our layered mm-hmm. conversation. Um, but before we wrap up, could you share with us where can we connect with you? What do you have going on right now? Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, Graham.Lickner. I have a podcast. I really enjoy making the episodes. I think they're really useful and good. Uh, they're very inspirational. And you can find them at the Leaders to Legends podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, and then I have YouTube, uh, Graham Lickner. And I'm sure you could like link it or whatever, just like you'll, you'll find it. Uh, and I've like recently just been um, uh, like kind of just taking like examples of uh, I think I'd say breakthrough, so to speak, or like moments of clarity for clients or like um, moments of presence where they choose to make a decision and just kind of creating little videos or lessons about them or things that I see and how to navigate them. So I've been putting those up on YouTube and that's been really fun. I like draw them out and lots of visuals and stuff, which I love. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing those things. Uh, men's group, that's going fantastic. So if you're a guy and you're listening to this and you like Jess, then you'll, you'll like me, I assume. <laughs> Very much uh, so. <laughs> so follow me and like reach out and ask questions and get involved. It's really beautiful. and It's really powerful. Uh, you know, and then I have a hundred other things that are all in the realm of helping men find freedom and uh, enjoy life more and, you know, move out of this, adopt, adopt, a, adopt a, a life of abundance mm-hmm. in a, in a, in an era of abundance not live with a scarcity mindset in an era of abundance because we have more abundance than ever as a species, but most of us still live in scarcity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So adopt abundance and abundance. You know, you guys are living opposite. So of course it's confusing and confronting. And you're like, this is, this is like so much confusion. Just so mostly more than anything, just confusion, just helping people not be so confused. Mm. And that's, what, that's what I'm interested in. It's just helping people become more clear. Like, Oh, okay. Versus, ah, you know, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Raining it yeah. in, raining it in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah so Graham's yeah. work's very powerful, whether you're a man or a woman, right, um, sure. her, however you identify. Um, he right. just has a beautiful way with words, as you can tell from this podcast. So, really encourage any of you to just follow him on Instagram, connect with him. Um, amazing role model for health, divine, healthy, masculine human being. Um, you're so welcome. I mean, every word of that. Oh, so thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, I'm excited for future endeavors on the podcast because so many things are already spinning in my mind. I will link all of his information in the show notes. And thank you for being here today. Thanks, Jess. Thanks for listening to this episode of Flip the Switch on Life. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you appreciate the show, please jump over to iTunes, give us some stars. If you're feeling for it, write a review. And if you want to learn more about these topics that we discussed today, check out the show notes for more information, or you can also come hang out, shoot me a DM on Instagram. Instagram is Jessica Marie Step, and I will see you guys next week.